When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. The games are underway and DraftKings is bringing you to the podium. DraftKings free-to-play pools are available every day of the games in Tokyo and offering a free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes. That's up to $50,000 up for grabs. And the best part is that it's free to play. DraftKings free-to-play pools are easy to enter. Just download the DraftKings app, go to pools, and choose from a wide variety of free contests for an opportunity to win cash prizes. All you have to do is answer a handful of questions around what you think is going to happen during that day's events and track your results throughout the evening to see if you will achieve a victory. Questions will range from medal count to questions specific to the USA team. DraftKings is safe, secure, and reliable, so you can deposit and withdraw your money at your convenience. Download the top-rated DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN when you sign up to get your free shot at up to $50,000 in total cash prizes every day of the games in Tokyo. Head to DraftKings Pools page to get your shot at huge cash prizes. That's promo code THPN for a limited time only at DraftKings. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for full details. Hello and welcome to episode 42 of Tendy Talk, presented by the BLPA and the Hockey Podcast Networks. This week I chat with Frank Montori, a goalie from New Jersey who was referred to me by my buddy Charles of Bone Jack Designs. I love conversations like this where I knew nothing about Frank going into it, other than the fact that he played goalie. So without further ado, let's get to the conversation with Frank. Frank, thanks for joining me on the podcast. Good to, yeah. you know, thanks finally for having me. connect. Um, you know, 
it's always fun to connect with other goalies and understand, you know, kind of what their background is, where, where they're coming from and, you know, what, mm-hmm. why they play the game. So sure. I, I, I guess as we get started, you know, how, how did you get into hockey to begin with? Honestly, I just like the way the puck sounded when it would hit the stick on television. <laughs> <laughs> and when we would go, uh, you know, to a game here and there, I fell in love with it. So right from there, I started playing and that it really was an addiction after that, to say the least. And how old were you at that point? About six. Okay. Five, five, six years old. Yeah. And I started as a forward, you know, learned how to skate and couldn't stop for about the first, oh, I don't know, <laughs> two, three years, but got into it and then started playing hockey and switched to goalie. And it's been good ever since. And when this was all going on, you know, where were you at the time? Uh, New Jersey. New Jersey. Okay. Yep. All right. Yep. Born and raised. So I'm taking it uh, you're a big Devils fan then. Yes, big yeah. Devils fan. Yeah. Had some season tickets for a while. Nice. You know, well, and I a... mean, as a goalie, you had a pretty good one to look up to there for many years. Yeah, I, I was very lucky with that. Believe me. Yeah. You know, even with the Rangers, I, I'm not, I don't like them, but listen, they've had Mike Richter, Henrik Lundqvist. You can't yeah. go wrong, you know. So I, I've been blessed to see some really good talent over the years. I, I was always an Eddie Balfour fan, but I loved Richter and just the way, knowing how small he was and the way he played, he just, yeah. he was a competitor too. I mean, it's shame his career ended the way it did. It was very, yeah, with the head injuries, you know, it, that's tough, but he was such a gritty, gritty goalie, man. He, he wouldn't take no, you know what I mean? There was no save he couldn't make or, I like that about Richter. You know, I, I think there's something about goalies of that era. And one of the last ones you really see with this mentality is Marc-Andre Fleury, now my Blackhawks goalie. Um, yes. That just never give up on a play mentality where you see some of these younger goalies that play that more of a blocking style where if there's not a chance. They're just kind of like, well, I guess yeah. – the puck's going to go in, but you know, a guy like Richter, it was like, there, there was no end of the play until the whistle was blown. No, no. And, and it's not like he was butterflying all day, neither. No, this guy had to get creative with what he did. And I'm only five, seven, five, eight. So I, I took to that a lot because yeah, without that height, you know, you're going to get beat constantly over your shoulders with the butterfly. Yeah. His, his angles were impeccable in his, yes. I mean, I, I remember there was a VHS video I had called behind the mask and Mike Richter was on there and they talked about his legs okay. and you know, they said they were like Oak trees are just so big, but to have such massive muscle legs and be as flexible as he was, it's like, I, I don't know how he did it. Yeah. You know? he, he was some of the, he, he was like Gumby, honestly. Yeah. One of the first guys, him and like Hashik. Yeah. I feel like when, like when they had that unbelievable, they could stretch for any puck, you well, know, and you... There, there's that iconic picture of him where he's in like a full split save. He's turned around his back is hard. <laughs> yeah. You know, he's got the glove on the goal line. It's just like but the puck backwards. How physically, how do you do that? I, I don't get it. <laughs> I would like to know if he knew how he did that. If, yeah. or is that just natural reflex that he was graced with? You know what I mean? It's incredible. Yeah, it yeah. really is. You know, but, uh, you know, we're, we're talking, it's funny, you're, you're a Devils fan. We're, we're talking great praise about uh, a Rangers. Right. Um, <laughs> you know, but Marty Brodeur w- wasn't any different. I mean, he was a guy, 
what I loved about Birders, you look at pictures of him and you could still see his hockey pants. Whereas, oh, yeah, today, why they even wear hockey pants, I don't know because you can't see them. <laughs> but he had such short pads. I mean, they just, oh, yeah, it was like just above his knees, even his chest bandits. protectors, yeah, even his chest protectors. I, um, because we ended up having season tickets, we're able to be there. They weren't, they're not a huge market team, too. So you get a little more up close and personal with them. Uh, 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 you know, the Rangers, it's a little harder. Madison Square yeah. Garden, big draw, you know. So yeah. even his top pads were nothing, very minuscule. Mm-hmm. And he had to change that, I think, maybe a little later into his career because he said he couldn't too many pucks to the ribs and it was too much yeah. after a while. But no, but I, I personally don't even like wearing a lot of equipment like that. Yep. Well, I don't know how well, they do it. It was fun to see him, you know, still play that old 90s style as long as he did, you know, breaking up the two pad stack and the poke check, you know, some oh, of yeah. plays where I, I've told the story on the podcast before where I was filling, you know, showed up to a summer skate early and the high school team on the ice and you had another goalie. So they asked me if I wanted to skate and I pulled out a two pad sack and the kid just stopped. He's like, what do I do? I've never seen that Amazement. before. <laughs> you know, it, it's always funny. And, but in the beer leagues, you know, goalie pulls it out. And the other team, they even though you stop them, they just love it. They're like, "Yeah, love this it. is old time hockey." Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I remember I was taught that. Like that yeah. was one of the saves that I was taught. You know, two pad stacks were big time. Yep. In uh, the eighties, nineties. So. Well, I, I remember going to a goalie camp and learning skate save, where you turn the yes. skate over and you know yes, bring that, that stick up. Right. It's just so funny. I, I was talking to uh, my very first episode guest. Uh, Dustin Smith uh, Bones okay. from Instagram. And I said, yeah, yes. we, we got to get together and do some content. And I need to teach him proper two pad stack recovery <laughs> as it used to be taught. He's like, oh my God, yes, we need to do this. <laughs> no, it was drilled into my head the, to recover from a two pad stack. Yeah. I well, and it was funny because even like which way you went, you know, if you, your stick was down, where's the stick placed on the two pad stack? Where <laughs> bring it back. Where, yeah. Or even, yep. you know, if, if, if you're, uh, if you were laying down on your glove side, you know, that stick, do, do you want yeah. the paddle coming down or do you have it up to cover more oh, space? Top, you know, right. you know, cause it was funny. Cause I remember my goalie coach saying, yeah, you can turn that up for more space, but I, the blockers we had back then literally were waffle boards. He's like, there's literally. no protection back here. So do you want to turn your, you know, <laughs> you know what, Bo? It- in the heat of the moment, you will turn that thing oh, upside God, down. Yeah. Just not when I'm in practice in yeah. a goalie camp. <laughs> right, exactly. I well, I still two pad stack to this day, man. Oh I yeah, even me too. The, the surprise coming down, you know, I'll use the poke too. It works, man. These guys don't see it coming either. It's so old. I, you I've know. got it on my GoPro from this week's skate. I, I did a uh, poke check two pad stack as the guy oh, was nice. coming down and. Puck went into the glove. He goes over and falls on. It, he's in the air and he's already laughing. He's like, I haven't seen one of those in years. <laughs> yeah. Great save, man. Yeah. Yeah. People are surprised by it still to this day because it's really, I don't even know if it's taught to be honest. I, I, I don't think so. Goalie camp in ages. No. <laughs> you know, so Rick Hines. I don't even know if he's still running these oh, things. God, yeah. Rick St. Hines, guy. The, the John Elkins goalie camps. You oh, always saw that. If you remember goalie, goalies world magazine. Yeah. Those two were always in the back fighting for back cover. Yep. Yeah, I got yeah, a few of those floating around. I, I, Me too. I came across them not that long ago and just got to get rid of them. My son started going through them, pulled a few of the posters out, and 
he, he's got them hiding somewhere uh-huh. in his room. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> they were great. They you were start great. skating around five, six years old in Jersey. What made you want to be a goalie? I don't know. Like we played a lot, to be honest, we played a lot of roller hockey. Well, yeah. Foot hockey, whatever you want to call it. Yeah. And I did like playing goal on the street. So the thing was, I was a pretty good forward. I didn't just come into goalie, like not scoring goals. I scored a lot of goals my, my year. And I still, my dad would tell me, you just still did not care. You were making goalie saves at the blue line. Yeah. And that, that was it. You know, yes. just something about it, I guess you're out there all the time. You know, I, I, I just didn't want to come off the ice neither. Yeah, I, I get that. And it's, it's funny because, you know, we're, we're talking about our, our era and, you know, you mentioned street hockey. I mean, Wayne's World made it famous, you know, game Absolutely. off. Absolutely. <laughs> That's it. You know, it it was hard. Even kids who didn't play ice hockey, you drive around the neighborhoods, they're playing street hockey just as they would Sandlot sure. baseball sure. in the day. Where even here in Minnesota, I mean, there's probably four nets in the uh, street in my neighborhood, but you don't see the kids out there playing organized games the way we did. You know, it they, wasn't the same. They, they may go up there and, you know, work on their shots, but they're, they're not playing those games like we used to. And the battles, know. they were battles, man. Oh, Even, God, yeah. You know, I have friends in Staten Island, New York and cousins actually. And you would go there and there would be 15, 20 kids and they would play with a little piece of um, the electrical tape. Yeah. So, uh, and that's what they would use. And everywhere you went, use something different, whether it be the ball, the yellow ball, tape, a puck. So yeah. it was cool. It was like going to away games, basically. Yeah, you know? it was funny. One of my uh, buddies, his dad uh, chewed, and he would take the empty chew containers. And his dad was also an electrician, so he'd fill them up with rocks, take mm-hmm. the electro tape, and just you know make it as nice. best he could. And that's what we'd use in the alley for the <laughs> at his that's place. Awesome. But I mean, so, anything, man. you probably had the plastic Mylek goalie pads on too. Didn't sure you? did, sure did. Where your uh, foot sticks out, and you need yeah. a steel toe. <laughs> oh God, I, awful. I don't know how many toes I probably broke, but I never went to the hospital for them. So I don't know. No. But I, there had to have been a few broken toes from those days. Absolutely. Cause yeah. they just, they listen, they were great to slide on, but yeah. once you got hit the top, it was over with and no helmet. Like I never wore a mask. I don't know if you did growing up. playing. I, I had that plastic, my like goalie mask, okay. you okay. know, that, that was one of those things I saved up for it and yep. then got the spray paint out and the, you know, paintbrushes and started they were doing awesome. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I mean, there, there were times before you got that mask, you went out there with nothing on, but it, it was nothing. funny because you, I think we were better with our stick along the ice because of no toe protection. We got better at getting that stick in the way. And then because if we weren't wearing a mask, the one we were wearing was like not wearing one anyway. <laughs> no, so it our really hands wasn't. were better because we we're trying to protect our head at the same time. Yes, absolutely. Because now you look, I just got my son a pair of uh, who was on the Corey, Corey Crawford was on and it was a CCM. Yeah. And they're, they're pretty impressive. These little street hockey fans. Yeah. Way better than anything I could have thought of having. So, you know, some, even of the the, glove. some of the street hockey pads on the market today are better than the ice hockey pads we have on the market sure, for yeah, us. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> they really are. Yeah. It's incredible. Um, so at what age did you find yourself in the net? I was about eight years old when I really got in there. Okay. I'd say, uh, I think I was a squirt. My, probably my first year of squirt, I became a goalie. Nice. And then, um, yeah, kept it going from there. I was not very good in the beginning, though. <laughs> very, very few goalies are very good at the beginning. It's, you yeah. know, you, you got to first get the love of it, and then you got to 
you know, start learning how to play. You said it, the love, like I fell in love with it and it didn't matter. Like I could have stunk. I was still going any day, anytime. Yeah. I, I was talking to uh, somebody from USA hockey and they're talking about their 31 and uh, or 51 and 30 campaign to have 51% pro goalies uh, us born by 2030. And they yep. have the saying of catch the catch a puck, you know, catch the bug. And I think that's really what it is. Once you feel that it's like, Oh, this is pretty cool. I, I love it. Um, something about it, you know? Yeah. There's, I don't know. And you know, what also drew me into the net, even like back in the day, not so much. Now I see more generic helmets. I loved the helmets and just the way like goalies can make it kind of a fashion thing. Like we're kind of like, I don't know. Maybe I feel like we're all kind of like, like that. It was ours, how we did it. Everybody can tell who I am just by my equipment and my gear and whatever's on my mask. That was a big thing for me too. I, I like that. Yeah. You know, and it, it's, um, it's interesting you say it because I've had this conversation with a lot of people of just that style of goalie mask. It was much simpler, but you can mm-hmm. tell what it was from the stamps. You didn't, Absolutely. you know, so, some of the stuff today is incredible. The artists have done incredible things. Sure. But I, I really like when I could under, see what it is from my I can't tell half TV. of them. You know, even like there, you know, you know s- some. Some were able to adapt it, uh, like Brodeur toward the end. He had the same style, Hell, you know, yes, paint job. But when you got close up, there were what, what I'll call Easter eggs, where you know, there was certain stuff that was for him that mm-hmm. you know, yeah. you could see. That's a great way to put it. I, I think that's kind of the cool evolution of the mass. But, um, sure. Scott Darling, as much as I love him for what he uh means to the Blackhawks and their championship runs, mm-hmm. some of his early helmets. They just looked like they were all red. But once you got yeah. on top of them, it was like, oh, my God, this thing is amazing. There's so um, much more, right? And, you know, you mentioned Corey Crawford. I think that was one of the unique things about him was he, uh, A, kept the same style, you know, design on his mask for multiple okay. seasons, not changing it up four or five times in a season. Very and rare. it was clean. Yeah. You know, it, yes. it was a little more busy than, say, the 90s. But yeah, you could still tell what it was when you were watching on TV or whatnot. And that, that's it. I liked it. And um, you're starting to see a little bit of that come back. Holpe's mask in Vancouver yeah. is really cool like that. Holpe, I feel he's got a little more age to him. So maybe that's why. I don't know. Yeah. I still get the, you know, he still gets it. But I like the way you put it with the Easter eggs. There's too many now, I think, mm-hmm. in a lot of guys' helmets. Like, I can't keep up with it. I, I like the simple stuff. Steve Shields had a. Uh, who was it? Terry saw Chuck's face maybe mm-hmm. when he was on, I forget what team he was on at the time, well, yeah. but uh, just easy was, things was, like that. Yeah. He had the, it was the Jerry Boston, was, Boston mass. With Cheevers, that's right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It was the first one with that kind of, that was awesome. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And look at Rick there, which just you, you got, you know, you got the point of it. It yep. said New York, you had the statue of Liberty. It was done. And these guys didn't switch masks. No, nope. ever. You know, they might've switched brands a little bit, but that paint job, that was their yeah. calling card. Well, and that was, that was like a superhero, you know? Look at guys like Cujo and uh, Eddie Belfort. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. took that design with them. Um, First ever. Yeah. First two ever, I feel like. Yeah, it, it was just so cool. So back, back to your playing days. You're yep. playing goalie. Uh, you know, how far did you go? Did you play high school hockey in New Jersey? Yeah. Uh, um, what was your journey like? So I started just playing, you know, regular A hockey, and I really got into it. So then – 
luckily for me, my parents got me out of the program I was in, moved me to a, a better program, and I was able to build up from there. So ended up going to high school, played for Bayonne High School varsity team all four years. Actually won won a state championship my sophomore year and got to play at the Meadowlands. Oh, nice. Where um the Devils played out of back-to-back years. We ended up going back and losing. But I made it all the way to Johnson and Wales Division. It's like Division two, three kind of NCAA. Mm-hmm. But when I got there, hockey turned into a job kind of, and I wasn't really ready for that. Yeah. And I was on my own far away from home and, you know, kids being kids type thing. <laughs> so yeah. I liked hockey, but I liked other things too. So. Yeah, there, there were other influences. No, I, I exactly. totally know what you mean because when I got to college, it was like, you know. It's mind-blowing, to be October honest. October 1st was when we could start working with our coaches, but mm-hmm. the first day, you know, sophomore year on, the day you got to the rink, you're finding your teammates going, hey, let, let's go skate tonight at the <laughs> rink. Um, All the time. After, and, you know, freshman year it was trying to find out in the first week, when do we start captain's practices? And it was five to six days a week until oh yeah we could start with coaches. And then it was six days a week. Nonstop. Yeah. And don't get me wrong. My high school program ran a similar, you know, we couldn't get with the coach until about November, but we had one day, one week in August where we would always run our camp. So, you know, you'd do your off ice and all that stuff, but Again, I just felt unprepared for what it was going to be when you got there. Yeah. You know, the long road trips. Um, I don't, it just, it was a lot at first. And you, I don't know if they teach kit goalies or even forwards better now to be prepared for that, but I wish they would have taught me a little more. Well, I, I think the regiment these kids go through today is almost more rigorous than what we had in college in those days. It's, it's possible. Um, you know, just the video reviews and uh, – you know, the, the individual skill development that these kids are going through at such young ages, too. And I think that's honestly what's resulting in some of the burnout at the same time. Yeah. Is they're, they're going yeah. through so much of it and they're not able to uh, just play unstructured hockey like we were able to as much that's as That's right. <laughs> My dad wouldn't even let me play in the summer. You know, I, I could probably hit a camp here and there, but we came down, you know, we went to the beach and all that type of stuff. Take a break. Get yeah. away from the ice come back end of August and, you know, be ready to go. And once you get to a, a point, you're, you don't need to play every single day. You could take a little break and come yep. back and still be ready to go. Cause you know, it's muscle memory and it doesn't go anywhere. Well, I, I don't know. COVID has proved different for me. Well, yeah, now, <laughs> now, now it's, then I mean, as you get older, I totally, yeah. you know, but as a kid, I felt like I could yep. take that time off, but yeah, yeah COVID's absolutely. been crazy to you say know, the least. When I was coaching, you know, we told the kids the same thing. It's like, you need to take that time away, play those other sports. Now, I was one mm-hmm. of those kids. I didn't want to play the other sports. It was my decision, not mom and dad's. It was my decision. I loved the yep. game so much that that's all I did. Um, you know, it's just me same. every time, <laughs> you know, but like your parents, it was, hey, we have stuff going on this. Summer. We're going on vacation. You're coming with. No question that. And it was like, okay, all right. You know, and it was good. It wasn't. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Like I said, if there was camps or something in the area, sure, they'd shoot me down. Because, you know, uh, Turcotte stick handling used to come through all the time and always need goalies. And I I was like, please, anytime you come through, I'll stand the net for days. So that they would, you know, but just a little bit, just to wet my beak a little bit in the summer, they would give me just to stay in shape and then take those four or five weeks off. Yeah, I I totally get that. So you, you play through you know into the college years I, i'm sensing that like a lot of us you probably took some time away from the game after that 
had to <laughs> had, just needed it, man. It was a lot. And, yeah. uh, but you miss it. Like I, I ended up wanting to go back. Like I only played one year of college. Mm-hmm. And then when I took off from there, not a year or two later, I started thinking I'm still pretty young. Maybe I can make a push. So I thought about it. I got back in shape, went for some tryouts, probably could have did it. The one team folded. It was a junior team. It was my, I would have been my last year able to play juniors. And then I was like, you know what? Let's go to the men's circuit and see what happens. Yeah. Because you end up, you love it so much. It, it's really hard to get away from. Yeah. And, you know, the, the beer league circuit is uh, so fun because you're not playing. I mean, there is the competition side of it. But sure. You learn you're not playing for the W as much as you are anymore. You're playing for the fun. Yep. You're playing yep. for, you know, the, the true love of the game. And uh, that, that guy next the, to you is doing the same thing. Yep. That's you know, the cool th- part about it. There, there's times in the, the games where everybody's going hard and then all of a sudden, you know, somebody sure. they're like, no, nope, I got to go to work tomorrow, guys. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> there's no need to beat the crap out of one another. Yeah. You know, you know but it, it, God, it, it could get intense. Like there was a few leagues when I got back into it that you have kids coming home from college, mm-hmm. whether it be uh, or juniors, and the, you could still find top notch hockey right now if you wanted to. And oh, yeah. it's there. So that's another good thing, too. If you want it, it's there. For yeah. sure. Some, you know, if you're feeling gearing. <laughs> summer leagues always get a little more competitive because you got those guys back. In fact, my skate this week, yeah. there was a uh, kid skating out there. Call him a kid. He was probably close to 30. He had his AHL helmet on. And I was like, okay, oh, nice. where were you playing this year? He's like, San Diego. I was like, <laughs> okay, that explains why you yeah. rifled one past me as fast as he did. <laughs> you just don't know the rules yet, buddy. That's all it yeah. is. <laughs> well, I, I mean, he's trying you know it was actually on the first day of uh free agency so it's like yeah you're you're trying to stay in shape get yourself a contract sure sure you can't just turn it off you know yeah no that's why i never i never got mad at somebody we'd be in these tournaments up in canada getting our butts kicked maybe and a guy would rip a shot how's he supposed to turn that off and not know to you know i never got mad at that's just the game yeah you know that never bothered me yeah i i was skating one summer i was home in chicago and uh, there were a couple guys in the show and minor leagues out there. And mm-hmm. they, they were really good at it. if somebody else had the puck, it was just, okay, I'm not going to go and take it away from like I could, but you yeah. can tell we were stifling them. So they actually wound up having their own ice <laughs> right before us um, pretty quickly. It was like, yeah. right, we can't just show up to the uh, rat hockey and stay with you guys. I mean, we, we had father Murray, who is a 78 year old retired Navy chaplain skating with us. We had one fellow who was uh, in the construction business that lot, cut two of his fingers. Really? Off, you know, so his hand looked like this. And, you know, so. He oh, was, my. <laughs> yeah. He, he, he was definitely not on the hands line. That's for sure. <laughs> so, no, definitely not. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, you guys are still good fun, though. Skating with us. I mean, they were great with us. And, uh, yeah. you know, very respectful. <laughs> um, they they tend know. to understand. You know, yeah, but then when they needed a goalie for their skate and they asked me, it was like, yeah. And then, then they were going all in because it was all sure. pros. And it was like, yeah, sure. you guys it, are shooting a little harder than you were. The last <laughs> week. Right. I don't even know how I would fare with that anymore. Neither. It's hard. You know, I started thinking too, I was out there a few weeks ago. I'm like, I can't remember the last time I had a practice, like a competitive practice. Oh yeah. Just those are the things I miss the most. Like, you could play games all you want, but mm-hmm. it was that in-between time where 
the camaraderie, being in the locker room. It's there's so much more that goes into hockey than just the game. That's what I miss more than anything. I, I think when hockey players say they miss the locker room, they miss the locker room on practice day. Yes. Because yes. the stupid stuff. That the wackiness. Happens, you know, the comments, the praying, uh-huh. the, the goofiness that happens before and after practice. I mean, it's it was not a We had a rink on campus in college, and it was not uncommon for us to start showing up two hours before the skate. Just sure. To hang out and you know same here in high school we had the same deal it was right on our campus yeah so <laughs> that was it we were yeah. there the whole time i was talking to one of my teammates the other day and we agreed it's a good thing we didn't have cell phones or social media back then because none of us would have a job today and it's no. not like we did terrible <laughs> stuff but it was still stupid no. stuff that would have come back the littlest things today from what no forget about it, it would be the same yeah. same deal although you know, the, the one we all kind of laugh about and feel bad about is my sophomore year this kid's freshman year we're broken up as captain's practices into the two groups i'm in the early session this kid's in the second session so he's leaves the locker room he's going on the ice and we all just get off from an hour and a half skate and we're tired and we're like dude he's got fruit roll-ups in his locker so some of the guys rifle through the fruit roll-ups and finish them they're like this is great <laughs> well 15 minutes later he comes you know, like rushing into the locker room just has this look on his face oh no he's like who ate my fruit roll-ups and we're like dude come down we'll get you more he's like who ate them where are they and we're like dude they're gone we'll get you more he's like i'm a diabetic my blood sugar and we're like (laughs) oh so then somebody runs oh boy trainer luckily the trainer had had a snickers bar she was gonna have and it after that he got roll ups in the trainer's room. <laughs> no more touching the fruit roll ups. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> but it, it was just so funny. Like, dude, calm down. They're only fruit roll ups. Yeah, come on. What do you mean? You know, yeah, it's the wackiness. Yeah. I love that. Then he's like, Well, I, you know, he's like, I can't be too mad. I didn't tell you guys I was a diabetic and that's what they were in there for, but still, don't be touching my stuff. <laughs> you should know better than to leave any type of fruit roll up candy anything around a, yeah. a bunch of hockey guys man <laughs> especially in the locker room yeah nothing it, safe that was one of those days so got, got um yeah so you, you, what what brought you back to you know the beer leagues and kind of skating i got so i grew up in bayonne new jersey it's if you ever heard of hoboken mm-hmm. jersey city it's literally three miles outside of manhattan new york city and a lot of people were just hockey fans when I, where I grew up at and played hockey. So mm-hmm. that's why we fared so well growing up because I met my friends when I was five, just skating at the rink. And we all went to grammar school, high school and played hockey together. So that being said, years go by, everybody comes home from college or who's just working. And a couple of my buddies were like, you got to play. There's no ifs, ands or buts. We're not yeah. asking any other goalie. And I was like, I'll try one game. And one game turned into now. 12, 14 years now, 15 years, something like that. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. It, it just ate me up. And it was, I, I had fun. I was like, wow, okay. This is kind of like getting back into the swing of things without that huge competitiveness. And like you said, not caring so much about the win. You get it. You get it. If not, we're still going in the parking lot to have a couple extra sodas yeah. and whatnot. You know what I mean? Yep. Parking lot beers <laughs> are that's the it. Best. In fact, I, and I we, was talking to that one fellow uh, Bones and asked me, oh, what's the worst post-game beer you've had? And he's from Nashville. He goes, I came up to Minnesota for a skate and we had parking lot beers after the game. 
problem was the game was in February. He's like, what's wrong with you guys drinking outside and not in the locker room? (laughs) (laughs) Reason. No way. No way. We used to do the same though. We would go out in the parking lot and just, that's, you know, (laughs) some, some rinks just wouldn't let us drink in there. So whatever. Yeah. You know, it's only New Jersey. It ain't too bad. (laughs) I didn't ask what rink. Well, I did ask and he didn't remember. I said, depending on the rink, they probably just didn't allow it in the locker room because we always stay in the locker room. Yeah. You know, there's the one rink that actually has a bar connected to it. They don't like you necessarily drinking in the locker room, but as long as you take your empties with you and they don't yes. about it, they, they turn a blind and eye. And it's whatever. But then you come upstairs and drink a few. Yeah, but if you're leaving them in the garbage can, then the next week they, yeah. they have a word with you. But it's same. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, yeah. I'll okay. tell you what, coming back to men's league hockey, my addiction for the game, like, I think it got even grew even more than when I was playing regular competitive hockey, because there's something to it when you know, like the NHL isn't there anymore yep. and you don't really have to worry about it. It wasn't like, yeah. not a, you know what I mean? Not even worry, like perform for who knows who's going to be there. Yeah. That's how I felt. Every time I stepped on the ice, I would have to play my best because who knows who's watching you. You yep. might catch a free ride tonight. Right. You never knew. So that being out of the game, made it a little more fun too. Like, don't get me wrong. I still want to win, but the next day I still got to go home to my wife and son and, you know, go to work. So yeah. it was, it was, it made it, it gave it a different feel for me anyway. Yeah. It's funny. I, I've had, since I've gone back to playing, I've only had one injury. I pull the groin and my wife's like, Hey, old man, you're not as young and limber as you used to be. Like, come on now. <laughs> in, in our heads we are though. I could still do everything I could do when yeah. I was 17. And that's the funniest thing. There's been times where my mind is saying, you can do this. And my body just stops and is like, nope, <laughs> you're not doing it. <laughs> you know, they, they score the goal and I just kind of go, body said no, fellas. Like, we, <laughs> get it. we get it. <laughs> Sometimes the bones just don't go that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. The limbs just want to stop nowadays. <laughs> yeah. And then, then there's other times where I just see what's unfolding and it's like, yeah, I'm I'm not going to put myself in danger there. No, that's, that's what it could be at this point. Danger. Yeah. Without a doubt. Yeah. I know when there's another guy on him, you know, you catch every now and again, you catch the superstar that is still into his thing. And that's when I'm like, all right. Yeah. If I, I get you shooting hard at me, you're scoring a million goals. You can tone it down a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> but every once in a while you, you run into that guy who thinks that the scouts are still showing up, even though yes. there's nobody in the stands. You there's know. nobody uh, not even a broken yeah. stick they, they've even turned off the live barn feed because it's just <laughs> yeah. and For uh real. you know it's like th- then i try and turn it up a notch like all right if you're gonna be like that oh yeah oh yeah i'm gonna make sure you go home frustrated <laughs> i gotta show off a little bit if you're gonna try to do your thing too you know yeah i got some tricks up my sleeve too here <laughs> yeah th- th- there was one game where he, he he was just the clear ringer you know and mm-hmm. Clearly weren't happy that he was trying to just pile on. And I, I kept stopping him. And after the game, one of the guys was like, was, thank you. <laughs> he, <laughs> yeah. he, needed, he needed some humbling. <laughs> yeah. They, and they really do. You know, it's true. I've, I've had that a couple of times too. Like, thank you for doing that for us. Cause yeah. these guys don't realize it. It's like, calm down, buddy. It's, I get, you want to be good and play your best, but do it a little less. You know what I mean? Like, yeah play your best just don't show us all you know what i mean there's a way one of my teammates who's a teammate of mine in college actually so he's 
too good to play in our division, but yep. he wants to be with the, the guys, you know, so he just, he hangs back, he plays defense and he doesn't put a puck on net unless we need a goal. You okay. know, otherwise, I know it's those just, guys. <laughs> otherwise it's just looking for the, you know, set somebody up. It's like, sure. We got a couple of those guys in the league and they're great because one, I know I don't have to worry about them shooting if they have the lead. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> and two, they're they're just out there to be with the guys, not necessarily. Yes. And it's like a workout. Yeah, but I do know Northern. if they're trailing late in the game, I got to watch out for them. I got to know sure. where they're at on the ice at all times sure. because they don't want to lose neither. You know. Yeah, <laughs> but I like that. This kicks in. A guy that's that good, you know, they know that's how it should be played, right? If they're playing against a bunch of guys who aren't that great make those nice passes set people up yeah. granted i get it you need a goal come on now that we can play yeah you know it's kind of like a, we do a thing 24 hours of hockey yeah it's a great benefit in up in long island new york um i forget what charity it goes to but you literally so there's about 20 teams i think and uh it's a bunch of old-time nhlers benoit hogue adam graves stefan matteau uh the i forget who else but a bunch of other guys and you play 24 hours. Yep. So about seven games and the NHLers come down and it's the same deal. You know, they can score when they want to, but they're yep. just there setting everybody up. But Benoit Hogue, I stopped him one time. So he comes down my, uh, coming down my left side. I swear on anything. This man probably has to be in his late forties to fifties now. Yep. Blasted a snapshot by my blocker. I still haven't moved. That's how good these guys are. And <laughs> yep. can show you like, that's all it takes is one little, they're a different breed, man. Yeah. It's funny. You mentioned that the, the one summer when I was skating with those guys um, that were playing in the NHL, just by happenstance, my, it was post nine 11. So my dad, uh, he was a fireman and he actually responded to New York. And after he came back, they put him in the office of emergency management and his office really? was right across the street from the rink. So he'd come over oh. on his, lunchtime and watch me skate with these guys which was just awesome yeah and, uh, joey corvo who he uh he played for a couple teams so we went to the finals with ottawa he's coming down on a breakaway and joe he, he was the kind of guy where he wants to show off a little bit sure. in those situations and he <laughs> makes a move and i don't bite and all of a sudden i just make a split save and just stop him he broke his stick on the board. He was just so upset. And it, it must've felt good. What felt good was I, I looked up to see my dad standing there and just like the big smile on his face. And yes. Pumping his fist. And then I look <laughs> over at the bench and just see all these other NHLers just laughing. Chirping at him like, business. Oh, you got stopped by the college kid. <laughs> <You know? laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's uh my dad to say your dad, my dad was always on to my glove side. So he would either be laughing when, you know, somebody like Benoit Hogue or Bill Garen snipes one by me at a camp or cheering me on right over there. Same yeah. deal. That yeah, reminds I, me of that too. That, that was one of those. I, I think our parents, you know, there's the term beer goggles when we're they're talking about seeing a girl that might maybe is uh, not as good looking as we anticipate. Sure. I think, I think my, our parents always have some beer goggles on when they're looking at our true talents. Cause yeah i was a jv all-star in college you know i wasn't going to play pro but mom and dad still thought if i kept pushing, pushing, and pushing. Else, maybe i could play in europe and get a shot here or there it's like, yeah nice no my, my no. shot is in the no. 
<laughs> yeah, you know? my mom was the same way. But my the, dad was more of the real, like not not real, but more of the like. Listen, it's going to be tough. Like you yeah. can do it, but uh, you know, I I felt I blew my chance. I had a trial with the Texas tornado. Um, I don't even know if they still exist. Yeah, I don't but, know. Um, uh, well, one of my teammates, who's now the New Jersey um, goalie coach, Dave Rogalski, he he played. For okay. Oh my god! Yeah, this had to be like 2001 or two when I was, had the tryout. Yeah, that was they right called me that. up. So uh, you know, I get there. The we come from New Jersey. I think it was up in Massachusetts of all places for a Texas team. But my first night, I play unbelievable. Like seriously, out of my mind. The coach there, because what the, what you did was two scrimmages, so mm-hmm. two 45 minute games, two goalies on each team. So the coach I had is like, I'm gonna write you a good write-up this that and the third so now i'm having a great fr- friday night just played the first game saturday morning i didn't know this 8 a.m they throw the actual team at me so <laughs> first of all it's 8 a.m i don't do anything good at 8 a.m but no excuse i end up giving about 12 goals horrible and i right then and there i knew like that might have been your chance i think you threw it out <laughs> and yep. sure enough you know don't get me wrong i, I went to college and played and stuff but that was it. Like, you know, when you get there and it's, it's harder than anyone ever could have thought it was. Yeah. It's interesting that they're playing the same game, but the step up from level to level and how big that step is, is incredible. I had a kid in college. He was from Philly. He was dumb as bricks, but that's why he ended up coming to D3. Could have went anywhere. D1. Just the way this kid would come down, you know, you're working a drill in practice and he would just come down your wing. There's something with guys in the NHL and that are just nasty that have a way of making like they're shooting and they haven't even shot the puck yet. Yep. And then that shot comes and it's like they lull you to sleep a little bit. And that's when you, to me, that's when I knew, wow, these guys are special. They could do things that we can't do. Or then there's the kids, you know, and he was unbelievable. Have that shot. You'll understand what I'm talking about. Other goalies understand it too. And, you know, shooters and other people are like, what are you talking about? It's not necessarily mm-hmm. a fast shot, but it's a hard shot, which is almost he- like heavy. Of- yeah. Yeah. We-, we had a kid on our team, Ian Benz, and uh, he had a shot. You felt it every time we're in practice. Sure. If we saw him coming down the, the boards, me and this other goalie, we just get out of the net. And we're like, no, we have enough bruises already. We don't, we got a game tomorrow. We're, we're not doing seriously. This. He's like, come on, get. And we're like, no, stop no, I, aiming for our shoulders. You could just, yeah, you could anything it hits, you hear it in the ring. It gives that echo, that boom. Yeah, and just like, yeah, we had a kid, Leo Smith, who just had. He was like six two, and he just knew how to, just hit a puck, just knew how to do it. Yep, and it was it was heavy and hard and. It would hurt. You know, it hit you in the right places. Those, yeah. those pucks hurt. And it was funny because we had a skills competition where coach got the radar gun from the baseball team, you know, and guys are taking slap shots and we're like, okay, yeah, that's what we expect. They're in the eighties and nineties. Sure. Um, the, the hard ones. And then this kid comes up and it was like 75, 80 miles an hour. We're like, no, all right make, oh. make 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 him do his snapshot because maybe it's that because that that was a shot was a snapshot sure same same speed and we're like no that, that, that can't be right and so one, one of us wound up getting in the net and we're like yeah that felt right but what should it be in like 75 80 miles an hour right like, yeah we, we, got, we just I don't, don't understand the physics behind it 
the, you just took the words out of my mouth. There's something with the physics where some of these guys just know maybe where to hit the puck on the stick and it that does something special. I don't know, yeah. but I know what you mean. I know that. Show. Yeah. I think it's more of like the spin. That, that they yeah. It, yeah. They're doing something with it. Cause yeah. this kid didn't have much of a shot. Like we played, he was one of the guys that was with us from the jump and he wasn't all that great. He was okay. He started coming into his size, but that's when he ended up getting this. Maybe it's like you said, the spin and the, the heaviness to his yeah. shot. Once he hit that, and, and then he became the full player. You know, he was a pretty much the full package. But strange how and funny how he came into his own like that. Yeah, it's always funny when, when you, you get know shooters. And, and you would have never thought it. Every goalie knows that hard shot versus that fast shot. And yeah, I'll, I'll take those fast ones over the hard shots any day. Any day. <laughs> any day of the week. Yeah, because some of those really fast ones, it's like a feather hitting you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, you know, and those, but those heavy ones too. You now you're breaking lumber, so now I got to buy a new stick at the time. Things of this nature, and I don't even want to spend more money than I have to. I yeah. couldn't imagine getting hit with one of them today. I bought a stick. It was like two hundred and sixty dollars. Yeah. For a goalie stick, I was like, Did, "Wait, is you sure you sold me a stick and not a skate? You, you <laughs> sold me only one? Yeah. Wait, wait like seriously, I couldn't. I like seriously, going into yeah. a store these days is nuts." Yeah, in college, stuff. we would get three for 20 bucks, and it was like, yeah. I'd like to bring that back. Right? Just <laughs> give me a two-piece with the blades, and if you have to, whatever. Like These sticks, I feel, break easier than anything, and they shoot so hard. Yep. It just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. So, you know? aside from uh, playing beer league hockey, you know, I, I always like to yeah. ask the goalies, what do you do away from the rink to kind of find some peace and enjoyment? I hang with my son a lot. Uh, he's six, but uh, by myself, I like to golf, like a lot of other hockey players. Yeah, I fell in love with that. Um, probably like 16 years ago, I was coming out of high school and we had nothing. It's like, what do we do now? You know, we're we're not really playing hockey, so I got into golf, and all of a sudden, it took over everything. Like the way hockey took me over, this yeah. just jumped right in as the <laughs> next thing, uh, next expensive sport, and yeah. I just I love it, man. I can't get enough of it. So starting to get my son involved in it too. And he's starting to like it. See, so I, something. I've tried golf, but I've never been good at it. Um, I don't think Patience. I shot under 150 ever. <laughs> so I like your honesty. Yeah. You know, it's like, it, I know I'm going to get my greens fees worth when I do go golfing. And as sure. long as I'm with a good group of people to kill four hours, Hey, what do That's I That's it. You know, drink a couple of beers. Yeah. Take a couple shots. You're good. You know, yeah. but I, I did, uh, I haven't taken it serious. I would love to maybe join a tournament, but I just try to golf as often as I can. That's of, really it. One of the last times I golfed was at a resort in uh, Northern Minnesota. I was up there for work and uh, we had a 9.30 a.m. tea time and the beverage cart comes around on the second hole and she's like, what do you guys want? And one guy's like, I'll take an orange juice. It's like, I'll have a water. She goes, by the way, it's paid for for the whole round. And it, it was like that scene from the Blues Brothers, orange whip, orange, three orange whips all around, <laughs> screwdrivers. And I swear this, this girl <laughs> on the beverage cart was hitting us like every two holes. And every time she came around, oh, we got yeah. so by the time we got done with our 18 holes, we were not feeling anything. <laughs> no. The only reason I could imagine so that's probably was, better off. Yeah, the only reason we knew our scores is because the carts had this cool like GPS thing where you yeah, could, yeah. but we just started to get more and more started there. counting to see how bad <laughs> we could golf at that point. <laughs> that's good stuff that's funny yeah. 
So yeah, we, said, uh, you're getting your boy into golf. Is he uh, getting into hockey too? Yeah, he um, when COVID hit, he's he's six now. So when he was four, I got him into a thing where the Devils were doing a learn to play. I'm not sure. I'm sure they do it in Chicago too. Yeah, the, the whole the, NHL was doing it. Yeah, I'm in Minnesota these days. Or and, Minnesota. Uh, yeah, the the Wild have that too, where it's like. I think it was like a hundred bucks and they, yeah. you go they to give them everything and you get all the equipment, you know? Yep. Same um, deal. Yeah. I, so I, I had him in that. My kids. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. I mean, he, he did learn some basics, but he, again, he was supposed to be five. I snuck him in there. He was four. Then COVID hits. So he wasn't that great at skating as it was. He was just starting to get it. Yeah. And then um, the beginning of the summer, there's a new um, team around near us for uh, a youth team. So I got him going into the, house league this year and we're gonna see how he likes it he's into it you know we play hockey all day at home and on the street so yeah he's got the itch it's just getting them now into the ice now that COVID's hopefully gone ish we can get him out there. <laughs> yeah it, it, you know. here in minnesota uh we had the the ponds and the backyard rinks to skate on it it was crazy in normal years there was maybe three in our neighborhood last year i counted 12 Oh my God. That's heaven. We don't get yeah. any, our, our winters are just not cold enough. Yep. You know, 35, 25, but that's during the day you're ended up going to 44. You're yeah. screwed. Yeah. Back yeah. in the day though, we used to make them and it would last longer. Yeah. My, but my unfortunately. kids don't play, but we had a rink in our backyard and it got a lot of use. No, it's great. <laughs> that's for that sure. is great. One day I'm going to get him one in our backyard. Yeah. One day. It was worth the uh, hours of going out there and flooding and shoveling after they were absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. They love it, man, and it gives us it gives gives me a workout. To be honest, I I'll even I told them I'll put on the pads and you can shoot on me for all I care. Yeah, well, I, yeah. I did. Um, I showed my kids the Steve Carell video where he was because uh, Steve Carell from The Office was a goalie, and he put a video out of uh, him practicing by himself. Uh, was so, he? It, it was, I don't know how well he did played, you know, back in the day, but the, the video itself sure was, was hilarious. hilarious. And I showed it to my kids and they're like, oh, dad, we, we have to recreate this. So, you know, we wrote out the shop list and everything. And I, I had a day off of work and put the pads on, went on the backyard rink and That's recreated awesome. it. It, it, was, it was fun because it was something I did with them. Um, yeah, absolutely. But yeah, that, that it always is, makes it a little more special with them. That, that was sure. fun. Um, so you reached out to me because uh, you found me on social. I'm assuming you've listened to the podcast too. Yes, uh, I have. If so, you know that I like to end episodes with a list of 10 rapid fire questions that uh, tend to take a little bit of time. Um, okay. So what is the craziest coaching moment from your playing days? Oh, man. All right. <laughs> You're from Jersey, so there's got to be some good ones. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no there's a million of them um some table right. flips or something like that <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't even a table flip it was so more for I, all right we had a team in staten island new york we played for the staten island sharks the coach his son played for the team but the coach was whacked out he screamed all the time and had spit coming out so the last tournament we go to the parents and the coach it's the last game ever for us he they get bombed <laughs> mm-hmm. so we play the game we end up losing this guy jumps on the ice with the folding chair, <laughs> whips it across the ice into the, it's the glass. There was a, had to be, you know, looked like a million people there. He is now on his knees playing the air guitar, telling the ref 
a bunch of explicit things that he can't go. Both nets come down, and he finally he walks on the ice, gives everybody the thing, and walks away. <laughs> we were happy because we never had to play for him again, but nice. it was crazy at the time. The parents were a little embarrassed. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> He's done some other things that I cannot talk about on here. <laughs> <laughs> so it was, the next one is, uh, we talked about him a little bit, but what's uh, your favorite all-time goalie mask? I'm going to have to say Hayward Sharks. That was a good one. That was a good one. Yeah. That's probably my favorite of all time. I liked that one. Uh, so what is your favorite rink to, that you've played at? That's a tough question. I did not expect that one. Um, Madison Square Garden. Oh, that's a nice one to skate at. Yeah. Played a couple of games there. Nice. Yeah. Um, I just have to think, looking up and just seeing that that ceiling of theirs and how cool that was. It was amazing. And, you know, I, I played at the Meadowlands too, so that was probably another one. But something about the garden, as much yeah. as I hate the Rangers, it was crazy special. Yeah, Madison Square Garden is world known. World, world known. I'm just going to put you on the charger right now. No problem. Up. No problem. Um, this is when I always like to ask the goalies is what's your favorite stick that you've ever used? Favorite stick? Yeah. Uh, probably a Heaton, Heelite, maybe the Heaton Gatekeeper. That, that was a good stick. That was a good stick. I enjoyed that stick. Yeah. The black and red one? Yep. That could have been Heelite 4 maybe? I never owned one, but at goalie camps, I had uh, – other goalies that had them, and of course, you're you're swapping equipment, testing it out, and oh yeah, that that was a good one. That uh, was I really enjoyed that one. Yeah. So, what's your favorite youth hockey memory? Probably another one. So, my first time playing at Madison Square Garden was when I was a mite and I was a forward, and I scored two goals there. Oh, so nice. that, and then the following year, I was a goalie and. Got my first ever shutout. Well, second ever shutout there, but first real game shutout, kind of. Nice. The following year, yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, what's the best chirp you've heard directed at you, not directed at you, from you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. A good chirp. Holy crap. Oh, I, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head, man, to be honest. A guy, you know what? Steph Amato, we did the 24 hours of <laughs> hockey. Yeah. My buddy sat next to him on the bench and explained to him that I was a huge Bro Door fan. <laughs> so he knew the whole thing. Comes down, scores on me. As he's coming around the net, he tells me, hey, sorry for the summer of 1994. <laughs> 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 that was pretty good, I thought. <laughs> I mean, I've heard better, but that was pretty yeah. good. Yeah, th those are the ones I like, though. It's like they're not offensive in any real way, but they're still just out of the blue, like, oh, and just hit home. <laughs> yeah. Just totally hit home with it. I was like, yeah. I wasn't expecting it at all. <laughs> <laughs> you know, they're the ones where even as the recipient, you can't help but laugh. You really can't. And he was really a good guy. So it yeah. made life a little easier to take. <laughs> so what's the worst post game beer you've had? The I'm sorry. What was that? The worst post game beer. 
Worst post-game beer. We had an outside game. This was in 2016. The beer wasn't so bad, but it was so cold outside. After we would crack them open, you couldn't even sip them because they were frozen oh, in a heartbeat. No. And in New Jersey, that type of stuff don't happen. Yeah. I, so I, we didn't know what to do. <laughs> See, for me, it's anything that's warm. That, that's... Yeah, any warm. Yeah. But if you can't drink it, it was, yeah. you know, it wasn't even a good slush. Yeah. That, I figured that, at least slush good. it up. Yeah. <laughs> Ice cold beer is not good. Yeah, no, uh, no. Right in the middle. Got to be right in the middle. When when you tape your sick, do you go heel the toe or toe to heel? I go heel the toe. Okay, all right. I'll say you're a normal goalie then. It also yeah. tells me you're probably like me and don't play the puck much. Because all, all the goalies I know that go toe to heel are big into playing the puck. Toe to heel? Unless that I, I play the puck all the time, as a matter okay. of fact. <laughs> yeah, all the, uh, that was one of the biggest things in my game. My dad always who taught me because he, I guess, taped my sticks when I was a forward. So I just watched him yeah. and went toe to heel. But when I tape a forward stick, I go heel to toe to heel and then I go heel to toe for goalie. Okay. Strange. It doesn't surprise yeah. me that you like to play the puck being a Brodeur fan. Uh, dude, you know who got me into it? Jills Villamure was okay. my first ever goalie coach. And I did one on one lessons with him and he made me buy a straight blade, no curve. Mm -hmm. And before every uh, practice, 30 minutes, I had to stand in the corner and rifle pucks. And I couldn't have been more than nine years old, eight or nine. And I swear to God, from that time forward, I, you ask anyone I played with, they loved it because he taught me and then Brodor came along and it was just like a match made in heaven. Yeah, that makes sense. It's really what got me so far, I feel like. Yeah, I, I do like the fact that there's more emphasis on teaching goaltenders how to play the puck these days. <laughs> sure uh, much more than when we were younger um, yeah i think they need it man yeah to be that third defenseman back there is so big yeah it really throws off other teams like you wouldn't believe if, if you can get that quick transition and catch them off balance or you know even exactly if you can get that teammate of yours that's always cherry picking on the far blue line <laughs> and that's what i was going for that guy yeah <laughs> yeah, in fact, I was playing a state playoff game. We were in triple overtime, and uh, it, it was one of those games where there was supposed to be open skate. Our game was sure. going on. Open skate got canceled because we were still playing. And then there was a beer league game after open skate, and there both teams are fully dressed, sitting in the stands watching our game, just waiting. <laughs> and while the next team's just waiting to get into the locker room because we're still in ours. Oh my gosh. And my one teammate, TJ, he's just standing on the far blue line, waving his stick like, Hey, down here. <laughs> Finally, somebody just goes for that touch, you know, that Hail Mary pass. He gets, it goes in and scores. And absolutely. I stood there for a second, like, please skate back my way to celebrate because I don't have much energy left. And then when they <laughs> did, it, I was like, okay, you know, it just <laughs> slowly to the other end to celebrate well, <laughs> i'll never forget too i was watching a, a rangers game with my dad tom barrasso was in net for pittsburgh and this is when i had just first started really getting into goalie and barrasso comes out i believe it was the playoffs too to be honest with you mm -hmm. he hits yager or lemieux with a beautiful pass crisp right he put it over the defenseman right onto the blade and my dad goes you see that is something 
goalies don't do much. If you can do that, you'll stick out and you will be better. And sure enough, my dad was right at a time where goalies really weren't. He put it in my mind outside of Jill's and I loved it. I never scored a goal. I've had my chances. Yeah. That's why I'm a goalie though. <laughs> I, I came close in one beer league game. We were playing a team and we had a father son on the team at the time. The dad's going into the corner and some guy just comes and cross checks him behind from behind. Well, his kid's on the ice and he comes and just takes this guy out. So these two are going at it. And then their goalie <laughs> comes out of the crease and starts throwing his blocker. Jesus. We were up like six, seven goals at this point, and there were eight minutes sure. in this game. And so the ref throws the three who are fighting out. One of them is the goalie, and the other team's like, hey, we don't have goalies. Like, goalie should have thought about that before he started throwing punches. <laughs> That's and right. Let's be honest, the game's out of hand anyway when we look at the <laughs> scoreboard. And so, like, my teammates, they stopped trying to score. We wound up scoring one more goal, and it was a uh, – attempted icing attempt that wound up in the net uh, <laughs> but every time they're leaving the zone i'm yelling like hey back here back here none of them was yeah there. so like the last i think there were 18 seconds left on the clock my defenseman skating out of the zone finally he hears me and it clicks what i'm trying to do so i get the puck and i send it down <laughs> there were enough guys from the other team that could have stopped it but they they're like okay they let it go what's going on they let it go <laughs> and it was because it was late in the game it hits one of those little grooves in the ice and went that Absolute. far. That's all it takes. Side. It's like, oh, my God. <laughs> like, every, both teams are like, oh, is it when uh, to the side? So it close. To that piece. So it was funny. I've really tried hard, though, in my career, and I just – I've had opportunities, man. I just can't get it in there. I've had a couple hit some stuff and go here and there, but yep, just hasn't been meant to be yet. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's – Maybe one day I'll get it. I don't know. It's you get it one nice. one of these days. So uh, when you play, what's your favorite number to wear and practice why? makes perfect. So, yeah. So what's your favorite number to wear and why? I wear thirty because of Brodeur. Okay. Uh, Brodeur was, yeah. um, but when I couldn't wear thirty, my other one was twenty nine. That's not a bad one. For no reason, just because it was close to 30, I guess. Well, for the longest time in our era, I'll say 29 was kind of that secondary goalie number. Kind of. You know, Popman kind of made it cool. Yeah. Well, kind of. For me, it was Jimmy Wade because I couldn't like Popman as a hawk. Jimmy Wade, that's right. (laughs) (laughs) But Jimmy Wade was a good goalie. Yeah. He's a good goalie. Very underrated. Yes. Yes. I seen that. He had another cool helmet. Yeah. His Blackhawk helmet was awesome. Yeah, it was. I forgot about that. A lot of Blackhawk always had pretty sweet helmets. He really Uh, did. You know, Marc-Andre Fleury is going to have an unbelievable helmet. That was one of the first things I said. First, I hope he plays because I was excited to see what is his helmet going to look like. Uh, Which, interestingly enough, his mask painter is the same guy that painted Corey Crawford's. So I'm sure he's already got some ideas. Yeah, definitely. And the pass. The setup. What's he going to do the with setup's the pass? Be... You know, a lot of people are hoping he goes all red. I, I think if he goes red but incorporates, like, all the colors of the uh, feathers the way Laner did. You watch what he's going to do. It's yeah. going to be something crazy. He's yeah, always he's... been one of my favorite just for his setups, period. Yep. I'm not a butterfly guy by no means, but if I was to be, I would be him. <laughs> he's one of those goalies that you don't think he's all that good until he gets to this stage of his career and you start looking at everything he's accomplished 
and you see how good he is at Amazing. his age. You know, he's, yeah, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and the sad thing is, Matt Murray was playing so good at that time. Mm-hmm. And Flurry, I think, it just hit a path where he probably shouldn't even have been in Pittsburgh no more, maybe. Right. But handled it like a like a Hall of Famer would. And then he needed to see him win those cups. Because the stuff he's done in Vegas, yeah, it's on you're right. Watch his numbers and you'd be like, Wow, that yeah. guy is special. And some of those teams he was on too. I mean, those early days in Pittsburgh were not easy. Abysmal. They yeah, they remind me of the devils now, how they were. They yeah. weren't very good at all once Lemieux left and they got rid of Yager. They had yeah. you know, once Hedberg got out of there too, it was yeah. over with. I mean, when you got Ryan Whitney on the blue line, that that says something. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> Times were tough, to so say the, the least. The last question is what advice do you have for young goaltenders? Don't get frustrated. You know, every day brings new opportunities. So you may have a bad day of practice, bad day in a game. Just know that there is tomorrow. Always give yourself 100% and give 100%, and you'll be just fine. You will make it. Yep. That's, you know, that's the best thing I could tell you. Yeah. Don't, like, don't give up. If you want it, go get it. That's good advice, not just for goalies, but life in general. Yeah. You know, there, there's going to be bad days in life. Doesn't matter who you there are. There is. You know, you're going to you're going to have that day where you give up 12 goals. Trust me, tomorrow you'll probably give up zero. It's really how it goes. All right. So that's it. There's always another there's always another game. One of those days I gave up 12 goals. It was the day after Eddie Belfour was traded to, to where to San Jose. Oh, the first trade. OK. Yeah. Okay. I, I was a huge Belfour fan. And humongous. my coach at the uh, team banquet made the comment that he learned the valuable lesson not to start me on days after Belfour has been traded because I clearly wear my morning band around my eyes. Uh, so when I had Eddie on the podcast, I told him that and he just started laughing. <laughs> That's pretty good, man. I'll yeah. tell you one of my best memories of Eddie Belfour, the 2000 Stanley cup final, not his first game in New Jersey. Mm-hmm. Every other game after game one, that man put on a clinic. A lot of people forget that him and Brodeur went nothing, nothing yeah. for about three or four overtimes in game yep. five. And they could have lost it all there. And Belfour said no. Like yes. he outplayed Brodeur by a mile. And it was impressive. Yeah, he he was my favorite goalie, not only because he played in Chicago, but when I started learning the craft of goaltending. Yes. Yeah, we had Patrick Waugh. Yeah, we had uh, Martin Brodeur, but to me, Belfour was the complete package. He was kind of that that blocking goalie, but also yeah. that athletic goalie. And then you had this oddball Dominic Hashi come through. The system, and they traded hit him away. And everybody's like, how could they trade him away? It's like, you had Eddie Belfour in his best seasons, in my opinion. Do you know? Yeah, it's like, do you know who they had? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It, Seriously, imagine if they kept Belfour, what happens? Or All right, let's say they keep Hasek even. Yeah. Those two, yeah. you know, they had to get rid of a Hall of Famer because they already had that Hall of Famer ready to go. He was there already. Well, nobody really knew that Hasek would turn into no. what he did at that time. No, no. Like, hindsight is, I mean, they traded him for Christian Rutu, of all people. Oh, that's <laughs> so bad. But he really was just a backup with – you know, he was a good prospect, yeah, but nothing special. No, he, he was a guy that he needed 
that opportunity to be a full-time goalie and not in the yes. minors because he was one of those guys where you throw him down in the minors, his play's going to diminish. He needed, he needed puck shot at him as much as possible. Yeah. That guy. You know, I think he could have been the best goalie. They say it's like Brodor. Wah, I think, I think it's Hashi is definitely the best. I, I, me too. Hashi I think did it's like, things no other goalie has no. done. And people try he and did. say it was because he didn't know what he was doing. But when you hear him talk, he's like his barrel rolls and some of that stuff. He's going. He knew what he so was close. doing. Yeah, he's like they're in so close, I can't get the puck over me. So that he, was all thought up with angles. And you put it put it this way. That guy had other Hall of Famers trying to be him. Yeah. So when they say it, it's Hashik, man. Yeah. He was so amazing. Just amazing. He was amazing. Yeah. We were really, I think, spoiled in that era. Because you you go around the horn. You have, you know, Belfour, Brodeur, Hashik, Wah, Pot, Cujo, Cujo. Richter, you could Richter. throw Van Beesbrook in there. Van Beesbrook um, was nice. You know, you Grant, know. Grant Fuhr was Grant Fuhr. Yeah. Uh, Andy yes. Moog had some sweet years. Andy Moog. Um, John Casey was pretty good. John Casey, Ron Tugna, Kelly Rudy. Ron Tugna. So, like, even when you Ron Tugna was a great, great dude. Yeah. I met him, um, the Ottawa Senators. Long story, when I was in high school, all NHL teams used to come practice at our rink on our campus. Yeah. So, the senators were there. They let us in their locker room after they were done. I tried on all of Tug Nuts equipment, <laughs> asked them all types of questions. They were giving us tape. And this Damian Rhodes, on the other hand, didn't really want to talk as much as Tug Nuts did. Yeah. But they were both cool to say. Yeah. The least. I, I was fortunate enough to have Ron on the podcast early on. Yeah. We, we probably could have talked all day if he had a stronger internet connection. Sure. <laughs> sure i believe it yeah I, I don't know if i was you man i would have these guys on for days if i oh, could yeah trust me I, i'm trying to get more of them on you know I, i've been fortunate to have three former nhl yeah have all been which phenomenal. is great um that's great you you do great work man so you will get them on for oh sure. yeah yeah um for sure. I, i'm still trying to get my old teammate uh uh Rogalski on now that he's you know an NHL goalie coach but seriously that's great yeah he, he, wow where is he coaching now he's the New Jersey Devils goalie coach he is right yeah okay yeah wow yeah 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 I, oh, I gotta get him on because uh, I had one of my other college teammates on and Dave actually ended this kid's high school and college careers so it's like all right i gotta get dave's side of the story now yes i would like to hear that (laughs) that would probably be good well frank uh before we end where can uh folks find you on social media if they want to follow you uh instagram is montori 30 m-o-n-t-u-o-r-i three zero and that's really it man i don't do the facebook thing so i'm just an instagram guy nice Well, it's been yep. fun chatting. Um, yes, thanks for having me. You know, we're, we're recording a little late in the week, so I'm going to uh, finish up here. I'm going to get get to doing some editing here. <laughs> <laughs> you have fun. That's why they pay you the big bucks. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> have a good one, bud. Thanks. You too. Appreciate it, man. Frank reminds me of a few fellows from the old neighborhood. Now, I know... He's probably a heck of a guy in the locker room, too. Something also tells me he was probably the player on the team that organized team get-togethers off the ice. 
You can follow Frank on Instagram at Montori30. That's M-O-N-T-U-O-R-I 30. You can find me on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube simply by searching for Wash Up Goalie and I'll pop up. Visit washupgoalie.com for some great hockey-related content, my beer league hockey video highlights that seem to become a little more regular of late, and of course, all podcast episodes. If you want some Wash Up Goalie or Tendy Talk apparel, be sure to visit my Threadless shop by clicking the merchandise link on my website. I recently got a few pieces, a t-shirt, sweatshirt, and something for my wife, and I'm pretty impressed with the quality of the stuff. If you like this podcast, go listen to the BLPA Big Show. It's the OG BLPA Podcast Network show where a couple of beer league players talk beer league hockey, draft experience shenanigans, and exploits from around the game. The show is hosted by Nick Jones and previous Cindy Talk guest Trish Dangle, with other co-hosts filling in occasionally. Be sure to check out the full lineup of hockey-related podcasts on the Hockey Podcast Network as well. There are way too many podcasts there to list, so be sure to check them out. I need to thank the band The Zambonis for allowing me to use their music on my podcast. You can download their music on iTunes or listen wherever you stream music from. I'm always working on lining up other goalies to talk to. If you are a goalie or have connections to a goalie who I should talk to, shoot me an email at washupgoalie39 at gmail.com or send me a DM on social media. And let's not forget, if you're a brand that wants to sponsor the show, be sure to reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk. And finally, if you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe, rate, and comment on the podcast platform you're listening on. It's a quick action on your part that helps others find Tendy Talk. Until next time, keep your stick on the ice and your body square to the puck. (laughs) 